1: You're listening to
0: Fox Sports Radio.
1: Yeah. Hustling, yeah.
2: man. I know no heartbreaks.
1: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. So a couple of topics that are floating around the world of the NFL, which, by the way, the Super Bowl is coming up a little over a week. From now, if anybody cares, uh, so that'll be happening. But um, the uh, the Brian Flores saga is continuing on. We talked about just sort of the implications and uh, just you know the the racial impact that it's having and those conversations that have gone on. Uh, the other portion of this is the uh, claims that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, uh, was offering him a hundred thousand dollars for losses back in 2019. Uh, reports say that uh, there is proof of this. Stephen Ross has denied it, so we wait to see how. That all plays out. And then Hugh Jackson, uh, the former Browns head coach, uh, he alluded to being rewarded for losses while in Cleveland, which if that's the case, he's probably a multi, 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 multi-billionaire at this point because they did a lot of losing. And uh, Hugh Jackson was on uh, ESPN yesterday talking about his claim specifically. I wasn't offered $100,000 for every game, but there was a substantial amount of money made within You know what happened in the situation every year at the end of it no coach takes a job to lose and i think people understand that you take jobs to win. your contract says wins you don't get paid for losing and then here i am after being one in 31 i'm kept the third year and given a contract extension that nobody knew so that should tell everybody something right there why do you keep a coach who's one in 31 when your track record has been to get rid of coaches
0: how I, does that support though racism? I, I it died. doesn't that counter doesn't that actually be counter to that? Is it if if, it, if you were so bad, where you went what one in thirty one, that then you got an extension?
1: I, I just I don't. But I wonder is there a confusion over being rewarded for losses? I think losses? there's a little. I
2: think there's a little bit of confusion to everything that's out there. There's, there's the discussion point of uh, being rewarded for, for throwing games, losing games. Yeah, which, there's-
0: guys, it's a bribe. Let's call it what it is. That, that's what the legal term is for it. And, okay. and so if he's saying he's being bribed into signing up for what he initially signed for, because th- that's where he contradicts himself. Everyone knew when Paul DePodesta got hired by the Cleveland Browns the direction they were going to go, and Hugh Jackson signed up for that. The, all those guys who were a part of that signed up for that. They were going to tank, accumulate draft picks, and build up their salary cap space. That's what they did. And it was so they then could you know, get to a point where they were competitive like we saw a year ago and even this year to a degree. The, the reality is Hugh Jackson signed up for that. He couldn't have ended up you know, being hired for that job and listening to them have this plan and not go, well, I don't want to be a part of this. I mean, he signed up for it. So I don't really understand how him saying that he got an extension after going through that, but then subsequently got fired, how that proves anything. It almost contradicts what he's trying to say.
2: Well, I I think he proves the point of confirmation of that. Taking a bribe? Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: he he took it? it,
2: I mean, but again, to me, racism, the, the idea of racism would have been to get rid of him after one of those seasons, after maybe even the first season, of of losing and and basically moving on from him for for him doing what they wanted him to do that's that's the epitome of what you would say is racism but if you're saying that you gave me 3 more years like and an extension To lose these games, then that isn't racism. That's you supported the plan. Y'all had a plan. You executed the plan. You were rewarded for for executing the plan. So, I don't. Again, I think that him coming out and being supportive of the claim that Flores made, I don't think that that he was definite or, or making it a point about it being all about racism. I think he was looking at it from the practices approach of, of how some of these things are done. Sometimes it's just more about creating the validity of it versus trying to, to totally match all of it together. It, I would assume. It do, okay. Not or even, otherwise why I come out and even say it because it is, if you're trying to claim it's racism, and you're, you're supportive of what Flores is saying, that is a, a
1: crazy contradiction. We we all acknowledge that teams tank, right? And I don't know if tank's the right word, but we acknowledge that teams maybe aren't focused on the present, but they're focused on the future. And and I think that's where then you have to sort of dis- decide what were they doing that was impacting the future. If if Hugh Jackson made mention of this in his interview, where he said, "You know, we had the youngest roster in the NFL. I don't know how having the youngest roster in the NFL means equates to wins. Well, maybe they were trying to cut cap to your point, Brady, and try and get rid of all the contracts, tear it all down, and build it back up. I, I don't know that like." Him being given a contract because they're showing patience in him, even though they're one and thirty-one. I don't know how that's considered a bribe. I, I don't know. I don't know how you make that because if that's the case, I wonder how many other organizations around, not just the NFL, the world of sports, could say, "Oh yeah, well, apparently I was given a bribe because I was still paid my full contract and then given an extra year because we were a bad team." I don't. I don't understand. Well,
0: it's the exact opposite of what happened with Brian Flores. If if, if the accusation or the allegation is. That Brian Flores wouldn't tank in his first year. They didn't get Joe Burrow. They got a quarterback that you know Chris Greer still wanted, or Stephen Ross still wanted, and he wasn't comfortable with. Which how he handled him, meaning him and Tua, you know his rookie year this this past season, it makes a lot of sense if you connect the dots how he handled that whole situation. But if he's claiming he got fired because of that, and if he had a fallout with Stephen Ross because of not taking the bribe, not tanking—it's the exact opposite then of what Hugh Jackson's claiming in his clip, because he got the extension. Now he eventually got fired or got canned, but it seemed like there was a lot of other infighting and things going on between him, Greg Williams, and, and all the other parties. Well, because involved. Greg
2: wanted the job, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear about that. Craig wanted the job, right? So, uh, and 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 the situation with with Hugh—I mean. At some point, you got to start winning. I mean, and and they they you know they did not start to win while he was there. Again, I think he was just trying to confirm that. Well, from my perspective, it's happened with me. But you can't take what you said and turn that into this. Now confirms that racism was involved, and I think that that's the original point here. And and so if you're using if you're using this admission of of what what took place from, from Coach Jackson, then you're using it purely to prove the point that it does happen. So if you're using that as your proof uh, in your case. But again, now it still comes back to, for me, and I'll continue to say this, what do you hope, like them reporting that this is he's a fighter, he's going to fight it, like he could have just took the money and, and walked away, this, that, and the other. What is your ultimate end? What is your ultimate goal in this? Cause I'm still not clear. Like, if you get that settlement, if you get a payday off of this, was that what it was worth? Is that is that is that ultimately what you wanted? Is to be compensated for how you felt you were treated and how things were handled. Because that's you're you're suing for a reward you're, you're, you 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 want to be awarded for what took place so is that your ultimate end because to me I just feel like there are there are blurred lines in terms of the approach to all of this and, and I would just like to understand where it's coming from that's that's all like what is your ultimate end
1: from the uh the bribe as, as we can call it that apparently Brian Flores says that he has proof of that Stephen Ross is offering him a hundred thousand dollars even if he was offering him a hundred thousand dollars to lose games all right as players. I mean, you're you're not going to go out there and just half-ass it to lose a bunch of games because there's no guarantees you're going to get be back next season. There's no guarantees as players you're going to get any of that hundred thousand right. dollars. So even if he like even if he does offer him a hundred thousand dollars to lose games, how can that impact whether or not a team wins or loses games? I still think no, the-
0: it's it, it, it's a valid point. However, it doesn't matter when it comes down to whether or not a, a court, an arbiter, a, a judge, or someone would see it as bribery. Right. It doesn't have to be successful in order for it to be considered a bribe. And that's the problem with this. Is it, it still breaks a law if there's intent there. And if there's documentation of that intent, whether it's correspondence, text messages, as I believe we heard, or an, an eyewitness account that'll speak on the record, then it doesn't matter. As, as long as they have evidence to prove this, you then look at it being a bribery charge, which becomes a bigger issue. So I understand what you're saying because that was my first thought was, well, as a player, I don't give a crap if my coach is you know telling me to tag. Right. I can't <laughs> afford to do that. right? Because the reality is if you're a bad football team, not only is he not going to have a job next year, you might not either. <laughs> so you've got to play well enough. But the, the truth is it doesn't matter when it comes to the, the legalities of what this bribe would essentially mean for Stephen Ross or potentially Jimmy Haslam, even though, again, n- none of what Hugh Jackson's saying really makes sense in regards to, you help know. Helping
2: his case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean definitively helping It almost his case.
0: contradicts uh, what happened with Flores and his experience as compared to Hughes.
2: Yeah, I mean, because he's trying to make it seem like it was – racism that played a part in why he was being told to tank. I mean, if I'm trying to interpret it the way that he's trying, it's trying to be presented, right. Is is would that be, would that be safe to assume yeah. that you're trying to, you're trying to make it appear that racism, like him being a black coach is why they wanted to tank games right well, I mean, yeah, I mean uh, that's 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 what it is and right? then,
1: and then, if we go down that road, Gus Bradley was kept around in Jacksonville for a long time, and they were awful, and they were bad and bad and bad, and he kept coming back and kept coming back and finally, Jacksonville decided, all right, similar with Hugh Jackson at some point we we got a lot of top draft picks here, we got to start winning games, and then he was out the door, so yeah i I don't think. If anything, Hugh Jackson sort of made it a little more more confusing and, and kind of smeared. Confusing. Yeah, he smeared you, it everywhere. You
2: confirm what what Flores is saying to be true, but you're basically going you're contradicting or or going against the fact that all right, well they didn't get rid of me. In fact, they rewarded me yeah. with an extension.
1: Steve Wilkes in Arizona is an interesting one because he was there a year and it wasn't an ideal situation. And he, you know, Josh Rosen was a rookie quarterback and they gave him a year and, and, and fired him and then brought in Cliff Kingsbury and drafted Kyler Murray. So if that's there an interesting were any point.
2: coach out there right now that could claim they felt like there was racism involved with how they were treated and handled in the situation, it'd be Cully. Like, to me, yeah, he would be the one that you would say, I would like to know what he has to say because you were put in the worst scenario that a, a first-time head
1: coach could be put in. And that's an organization with that in its background. You
2: tried yeah. your darndest to try to figure this thing out with, with what they gave you, and and you were rewarded, rewarded with being fired. Yeah. That could be, to me, I would be interested in what his experience was, but With this Flores situation, again, because it's the racial card, people are going to listen and and it's going to be entertained and it's going to be vetted out. I'm interested to see how far it goes and what the ultimate end is because it's just not clear it's not clear. It's kind of all over the place if you ask me.
1: It's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code 2PROS, the number 2PROS, to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Up next, somebody in the world of football made a decision. Was it the right decision Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up in, uh, we'll call it less than 10 minutes from now, uh, we're going to ask one of the uh, biggest questions this week uh, in the world of NFL and college football. It's a very, very important question, but we're going to ask somebody who's an expert here on the air. So that'll be coming up uh, 10 minutes from now uh, on FSR. So we talked about the, uh, the Jim Harbaugh saga earlier in the show, just sort of the whatever the hell is happening where Jim Harbaugh was reportedly and there were reports out there uh, based out of, I think it was the Wolverine.com uh, or uh, Ann Arbor.net or one of those uh, uh, fan sites out there where Jim Harbaugh was going to Minnesota. Uh, he was. Uh, it's basically a foregone conclusion. He was going to sign with the Vikings and be their new head coach. Uh, as it turns out, that was not the case. Uh, other reports came out and said there was a maybe some confusion about whether or not Harbaugh was uh, thinking he already had the job job minnesota apparently didn't offer him the job and so he left there and then told michigan uh, that he was going back there he was not taking the minnesota vikings job so the question is was it the right move if the job was offered to jim harbaugh did he make the right move going back to michigan or should he have taken the minnesota vikings job what is the right move in your guys's mind for jim harbaugh what would be the smart move going back to michigan
0: I, I don't really know how you could compare the two not knowing, you know, what's behind the closed doors. I mean, I don't know what was what? being offered or talked about in Minnesota. <laughs> all things and, equal. And that's
2: why, well, but that's why going back to Michigan is, is the right answer, is because we don't know all of the information as to why
1: he chose to close that door.
0: Yeah, but you don't know if he's going to receive any additional benefits or reassurances from Michigan.
1: That's what I wonder because I haven't seen that anywhere, that they bumped his but pay he at all. Cho-
2: but he chose to go back to Michigan. He didn't take the job in Minnesota.
0: Well, no, 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 no. There's a, a theory that whatever happened at, yesterday afternoon, that maybe it was the Vikings who said, okay, let's you know, kind of go our separate ways. And Harbaugh got word out first that he wasn't going there, so it wouldn't look like he got turned down since it was so public he was meeting with them. So I, I don't think you should go and say, well, he chose Michigan, because I don't know that that's necessarily true. Uh, I, I think – you know, there was there was an opportunity there and at some point it broke apart for whatever reason. But the reality is this is a day and age now where you look at the NIL and the competition and recruiting, and look, we, we know Ohio State is gonna put a, a bunch of resources and assets into it. You know, they've been outward about it. Some of their alumni have been outward about it. We haven't heard quite as much from Michigan. Now they do have a thing called Valiant where their their players can go and make money for their NIL you know from that but you know it doesn't sound like it compares as well as what Ohio State has or even some of these SEC schools whether Jimbo Fisher wants to admit it or not
1: the, the whole thing's just weird how it all played out because it, uh, people thought Minnesota was weird now there was the relationship that he that he had with Adolfo Mensa the uh, GM in Minnesota from his time in San Francisco but it seemed like it it came out of nowhere and the fact that Minnesota already had somebody in line, and that report came out right after the, the Harbaugh stuff. The fact that, you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell is basically the guy that's reportedly going to get hired after the Rams Super Bowl, the Rams offensive coordinator, leads me to believe that maybe Minnesota was like, "Uh, we're not quite sure, we'll take the interview, we'll sit with him, we'll talk with him, but it, it just, there's something that doesn't add up through the so, whole thing. So you're saying they might have already been feeling
2: like they're going to hire someone else. Before they did the interview like, with like let I want to make sure you're clear on this. Yeah. If you and Brady want to weigh in on that. So what you're saying is there's a possibility, there's Here a strong possibility that they may already have a coach that they really, really want over over Har Harbaugh. That's yeah. that's what you're just saying? Yeah. Is that possible, Brady?
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, that's you possible. Make that case, yeah. So I okay. Mean, All right. So what, what are you this, getting at there? What well, you maybe
2: we me? should hit the racist button. I know. Maybe maybe they're being racist well, I mean, against uh, Harbaugh in this mo- moment because they're. It, I mean, it's a sham of. <laughs> racist. A, yeah. There we go. It's a sham of of an interview if they already have someone that what? they feel like they want to hire. Already,
0: can, can I? Not, not obviously, we're still on the Flores topic and this discussion. W- one of the things I didn't really understand about all this is, is Patrick Graham, who's the defensive coordinator, the coordinator with the you know, New York Giants, who was also up for the Vikings job, along with uh, Raheem Mor- Morris as the other uh, minority candidate. Um, he had already satisfied the Rooney Rule for the New York Giants, so he interviewed, if I'm not mistaken, a reportedly interviewed. On the twenty sixth of January. So, one of the details of all this that I don't really understand, and I'm not sure anyone's talked about, was if if it was just Brian Flores going up to satisfy the Rooney Rule, and I believe his interview is on Thursday, which would have been I think is at the twenty seventh. His second interview. Sure. Yeah. But but I guess the point is is why would you interview Patrick Graham, or why you know why would you take the time to interview him a second time? unless there was legitimate interest. I know there's a text message from Bill Belichick, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they told Bill Brian Dable was for sure getting the job. He just might have been the one that they talked to about and vetted about when they were going through their research of the candidates. I mean, you know, the- Maybe they didn't need to go to Bill Belichick to vet Brian Flores. Maybe they felt like they had enough on him or whatever the case may have been. Like, that's one of the things I don't really understand is You know, people were kind of acting like it was only Brian Flores as a minority candidate for the Giants' job. That's that's not the truth. That's not the case.
1: And also, from a sham interview standpoint, if they already knew they were hiring Brian Dayball, then shouldn't Dan Quinn feel like he got shammed? because he also well, I I,
0: I could care less about that. You said that yesterday. The the other thing is, if you're Brian Flores and you knew that and you thought that was it was a sham, why would you go?
2: That's the thing to me. If you're a man of principle, you're saying you're a man of principle. Why why even go take the interview if you feel like it's a sham or you feel, you know, humiliated and and all the other terms that were used. My whole thing is, again, the reason why I just pointed that out to to, you know, to you, Jonas and to you, Brady is I just found that to be interesting if you're listening to what you're saying. You go take the interview because it's not over until it's over. It's not done until it's done. I think we just uh, experience that with with Harbaugh so it's not on. over so, until so, it's over so
0: is, is the Houston job and the New Orleans job who oh, I think Brian Flores is up for both is that still in, in the mix here you I can't those, I can't assume
2: they'd be suing them? there's no way you could assume that those jobs would still be in the mix there's no way like what now he's going to get announced as the the new head coach of the Houston Texans while suing the National Football League over discrimination and racism uh, in terms of the hiring process. I, I can't see how that would work out. But, again, the idea of taking an interview and being a part of the interviewing process and trying to get a gig, it comes down to this. You keep putting your best foot forward until they tell you you have the job or somebody else got it. That's how it works in the workforce. You put your best foot forward. You guys did how many years of radio? Five on the Five. weekends? Yeah. Until yeah. you got to this point? Yeah. I did weekends. I didn't have a weekday show. I did weekends. I put my hat in into the conversation of I love to work with, with guys like Brady and Jonas. I, I put my hat in there. I'm gonna put my best foot forward. If they told me, nah, we're gonna go with Brady and, and Jonas, that's we feel good about that. That doesn't mean that I got to jump off into all of these wild tangents. They might say, you know what? They've put five years in together. They've put the time in. We trust them. They have a great chemistry. I mean, there were a lot of questions coming into doing our show, like what's their chemistry going to be like? How is the show going to sound? What does this look like, right? The bottom line is we got an opportunity to do it, and we're doing it. Now we we were we have a morning show and we make make it work. If if one of us doesn't get chosen for the job, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything else other than the simple reality of they wanted somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like like the bottom line is, when when I met my chick, and I thought for two for for, for, for well more than two minutes, but. I just didn't think that I was her type of guy, right? I shot my shot, couldn't believe it worked. Still, to this day, don't believe that it worked, but it did. And you know what? I was chosen for the job. If she went in a different direction, if her personal preferences did not fit or match what I represented or what I brought to the table, all I can do is accept that that's what the situation called for and continue to, to look for opportunities where I can put my best foot forward again. Last I checked, that's what you call the American <coughs> way. That, that's, you, you have an opportunity to take it and do it somewhere else. They may have done Brian Flores a favor. There's a possibility them not choosing him and wanting him is not about humiliating him. It's not about making it racial in in essence. It's about them doing you a favor because maybe the situation they were bringing you in wasn't going to be the best situation for you anyway. So focus in on where the best situation for you is going to be at that moment in time. That's now in your rear view. That's now under the bridge if they didn't want you, they didn't want you. You're not going to go... just Why, why am I go running around? Run they didn't want me. There's a problem. Like, nah, bruh. It, it, it's, it's not always... It's not
1: always... It doesn't always play out that way. It, it seems like the Belichick text was really bought and he made made mention of it that it really it was humiliating that belichick thought he was you know talking to brian Dable. so you but can't make brian. a
2: mistake that is brian It's brian flores uh, like, you mean, can't
1: make the mistake look we interviewed this true story i was filling in for doug gottlieb on a show and isaiah thomas was one of the guests and he came on the air and said oh uh i thought i was going to be talking to doug gottlieb and I said, "Yeah, we thought we were going to be talking to." I was like, "Yeah, well, we thought we were going to be talking to Joe Dumars." So it's like, <laughs> I, I'm just like, it's so, like it happens sometimes. People make mistakes, but I, I don't know that it's the most ins- I- I- insulting thing in the world. That uh, very, well, I mean, I mean come on, ill you know, advised. Like, I mean, yeah. he, well, he comes on the air and basically humiliates us. I mean, good point. I'd rather talk to Govin Doug anyways. But like the the idea that because he confused Brian's in his phone that all of a sudden it goes in this direction like that felt like it really was That you don't have to be that
2: sensitive. Too. I mean, that's the thing about it. You don't have to be if he made the mistake, oh that's my bad. <laughs> like you made the mistake. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be any there's so like when it really matters, it really matters. Like when it's really prejudice and it's racism And it it happens and it it's happening in a very, very malicious way. It's happening and it should be addressed. But that isn't always what it is. I'm sorry. Like I'm always shoot from the hip. That isn't always what it is. And and sometimes to get the impact that you're seeking, if you're one that that really, really lives for social change. And, and improvement and and getting ahead, you gotta understand that there, if you're looking at every single thing and calling it this and calling it that, you take away the impact of when it really is that. So I'm not saying that this isn't what it really is for Flores because I don't know his scenario from from what I know. But if I'm looking at it from the standpoint of in the total whole of everything that that takes place in terms of workplace environment and how it's treated and how you hire and how you go about race relations and different things like that. We have to be, and when I say we, we as, as, as minorities, we have to be aware of, of when and where and how this all works as well. We have to educate ourselves on how the game works as well. You got to play the game to win. So if you're going to put something out there like that, just make sure and maybe it's going to come out. Just maybe, like you said earlier, Brady, he he's taking this to court. He must have some type of information. Maybe that information is going to come out. I just hope for the sake of how this represents minority communities, that it is what he's saying it is. Because that makes it that much more difficult, not just on him, it makes it that much more difficult
0: on other minorities. Right. So I, that's that's the idea of it. I, I do think it's gonna be interesting though to see, you know, what other coaches would join in on the class action lawsuit. And and partly because again Hugh Jackson's been very outspoken about his time in Cleveland and and I just wonder if they're gonna be like, no, nah, man, you actually are kind of contradicting what we're trying to say here. Like, you know, what 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 occurred there, what happened actually is contradicting our point. Like, Brian ended up getting fired because he wouldn't comply with that strategy. You know, to to tank or take that bribe. You actually took it, at least admittedly, and were awarded
1: and we're, <laughs> and and so, we're so, so i do
0: wonder if they're like no nah, man like that's that's gonna mess this whole thing up like we appreciate you being outspoken about it but we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna have to go a different direction it's out there now you
1: know what's so funny about the brian flores thing too when people go my god he was the best coach the dolphins had had and blah blah it's like dude he had literally the exact almost virtually the exact same record as adam gaze except Gase went to the playoffs like, so like let's like, let's not pretend like all of a sudden, you know, he was Vince Lombardi and he got canned. Like, come on. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like they were this great football team. I mean, they were one in seven. They started the year. It's like, you know, there, there's there's a lot more to it.
0: I, I mean, look, there is something to be said for the way that they did fight back. But, yeah, he it, it's funny you say that he finished up 24 and 25. Adam Gase's record there was 23
1: and 25. Yeah. And Joe Philbin was right around the same record before those guys. So it's not like this is just all of a sudden, oh, this is the first time they've ever fired a coach like this. No, we've, like, this has happened. Like, this is what Stephen Ross has done.
0: Joe Philbin, 24
1: and 28. It's just, like, the same thing. Like, yeah. so, but, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, it is the BQ News. As we put a bow on this bad boy, it's yours here on FF. two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington Brady Quinn Jonas Knox with you here on FSR Uh, we are going to be back on the air same time tomorrow 6 a.m. Eastern time 3 o'clock Pacific a little football Friday uh, in the words of Brady Quinn Uh, every Friday is a football Friday even though it's weird there's no football being played but for whatever reason he really wanted to push that out there so uh, we will get into that uh, for you here so that's going to be a lot of fun if you missed any of this podcast you can check out the uh, link at FoxSportsRadio.com that'll be up shortly Uh, but Uh, right now it's time for something we do on the show every single day and it's called this news turn on the news let's go to the news desk what's the good news here's Brady Quinn all right what do we got
0: BQ let's start off with some fun ones all right we've got a Florida man gotta start off with a Florida man He's out there magnet fishing. Not sure if you guys have ever done that before. <laughs> Wait, Typically, what? you're used to seeing those guys with the, uh, with the metal detectors on the beach, right, and the headphones walking around looking for jewelry and loose change. Well, apparently there's magnet fishing, and he went out with his grandson. Well, he, he reeled in two sniper rifles, and yes, that's not a type of fish. Oh, he reeled in two sniper rifles that he found in the ocean. Wow.
1: I mean... Oh, man. Okay, now, now th- so this is in Florida. Was this in any particular part Finger of Florida? Fingerprints would still be on uh,
0: there. I, I, I can't rev- reveal where it was at. Yeah, would yeah. fingerprints, would still, fingerprints be still be on there? Would the fingerprints still be on if it I was don't in know. the water? No, I'm not a forensic Somebody about to stuff? go to jail. So,
1: two two sniper rifles. See a side of you? Out of there. I mean, uh,. Why would why would sniper rifles end up they in the ocean? To, well, because they need
2: to get a body magnet. <laughs> I'm next, just saying, like a fishing body it's like, magnet. I a Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there's some bodies yeah. uh, go go what a thousand feet away. It feels, it feels oh, like wow. a, a scene
1: off uh, Ray Donovan. Like uh, all some all people sudden. hold
0: on to cinder blocks, try to swim. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean. Oh. Some sniper rifles, huh? That's, uh, yeah. Which, by the way, I encourage you to check out the uh, Oliver Stone JFK documentary. Uh, wow. Wow.
0: Okay, uh, moving right, on. Um, a, a New Jersey man. Uh, I want to make sure I emphasize this, and I think Jonas will know where I'm going. A New Jersey man pleads guilty to fraud. Yes, he was selling fake Tom Brady family Super Bowl rings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and remember, remember, Jonas. He's a New Jersey man, so he's essentially selling fake memorabilia. You wouldn't
1: particularly know who this could could be, would you? Okay, let me just think. Um, I mean, like, just based on the description, it sounds like the guy's name would start with an E um and a short name like an e evan eli e, eli manning is <laughs> i it, mean uh, it's is I all mean, the rebel possibility i mean it's on it? his resume i mean right. uh you know he has sold fake merchandise before but don't worry about it. that disappeared uh quickly you know that just yeah. sort of disappeared uh out of, out of the blue uh just no no more story it's weird how that works you know the, yeah. the poll those guys got um so Tom Brady's family—they each get a Super Bowl ring. Like, what, I, I, I mean, I guess that's
0: what this guy was selling. I mean, I have no idea if it's true. Lavar, is that true? Did do they? Does the whole family get Super Bowl rings when they get Super Bowl rings? I wouldn't know. Okay, <laughs> well, I didn't know if you'd heard of this before. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't know. I don't. I think
2: uh, okay. the wives do. All I don't right. think the whole family let, does. Let
1: me ask you guys this: If you'd won a Super Bowl, how many members of your family would have gotten a ring? So that's my wife. Exactly, But it wouldn't have been a that, ring. Not even, they do, nope, that, they yeah, do nope. the thing that's for a correct your necklace. Answer. Brady, that's the yeah. correct answer. Nobody should get one, just you guys. She can wear it. She could put it on, <laughs> but she could get one. I <laughs> oh, think
2: they made they made a deal where the face of the, the Super Bowl ring goes on a necklace. It's like a charm.
1: Okay, LeVar, oh, uh, how many that's members cute. of the family are getting uh, a I college you, football my, Hall of Fame ring?
2: Well, I mean, if I had a choice, my wife would get one. Really? And she wasn't even there. And let me tell you something. If, if, uh, but if I didn't have that college football career, I probably wouldn't have her right well,
1: now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, college football career. I'll say this right now: if I ever make the Fox Sports Radio Hall of Fame, my wife's not getting a damn thing. Not oh, getting a selfish. single thing. I you're selfish. Know. Probably not. Nah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, share your award. Hey, the
0: Bengals, who are a, a team playing in the Super Bowl, a very proud organization. Yeah. They'll be practicing indoors this week. The only issue is they don't have an indoor facility. Um, They'll be practicing at the University of Cincinnati. That does have an indoor stadium. Uh, Kind of odd, right? Like you're an NFL franchise. You, You can't build some sort of indoor facility to not practice in the frigid cold this week. That
2: was my entire career. (laughs) You know, I was <laughs> Outside of college. I mean, of course, we had indoor facility in college. Yeah, why we would, just didn't have it in the pros. Why would you in the NFL? You know? You know? It doesn't yeah. make any sense.
1: <laughs> uh, but I, Remember when they uh, opened up the season a couple years ago, uh, the Bengals, and it was like the first day of training camp, and they went to Dayton to practice, and yeah. the surface was so bad that A.J. Green suffered an injury and was really never the same in Cincinnati. And it got me to thinking, if you're A.J. Green, are you looking at the Bengals right now and going, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. All the crap I went through, and now I'm sure
2: there's a lot of Bengals looking at them like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what – but TJ's been a fan and and a supporter, and he's been picking them the the entire way. And I was like, you're being a homer, and it's playing out well for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to see if it's going to run out. It might not run out on him for a while. I don't think it's going to run out. Has Hushmanzada ever picked against him this year on your show? I don't think so. (laughs) It's good for him. It's been (laughs) right a lot.
0: All right, the right final lately? one. This one I've been sitting on for a little while. I did not want to. I don't want to get political, but it's 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 laughable at this point. So there's a few politicians in the state of California who got in trouble for going to the NFC Championship no. game, and let's just say it being a little hypocritical. All right, you got your San Francisco Mayor London Breed, LA Mayor Eric Gar- uh, Garcetti, and then of course our our favorite Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, And and it's just it's only because, look, they were photographed numerous times, not wearing masks, even though there's a ton of mask mandates. It's really more of what they said after the fact, once they started getting pressure from the media. For example, the mayor of L.A., Eric Garcetti, says he held his breath for the maskless photos with Magic Johnson. So there's no chance he could possibly get covid. And then there's oh Gavin Newsom, who claimed that he was very judicious and held held his mask in his hand while all the photos were being taken, even though other photos and video would document otherwise.
1: I held I held my breath. That that's the that's the cop out. That's the politician way. I mean, like can anybody like, at some point just acknowledge the charades that are going on? <laughs> Super dumb slice bread. <laughs> is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.